can't see up in my window. These niggas don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock 9 handy. Pieced up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss Bill Buckle under my Michelin S. Oh, Gucci shades up on my braids when I escalate. When I'm riding street wheel sliding like an escapade. I got it made, the big boss of the now. Ain't shit change, I still represent with your house. section we want to talk about some cool tv shows uh one well, of my two favorites cool. <laughs> uh shows that came out this year last year um first season was um rick and morty on adult swim mm-hmm. and bojack horseman on netflix um these two shows are some of the best animated shows out right now it's the best in my opinion the best adult oriented animated uh television out right now ricardo um for those listening right now and like for me, for example, what uh, what is Bo- what is Bojack about, and what is Rick and Morty about? Uh, yes, well, All right, I'll, so I'll, I'll start. With, with, I'll yeah. start with uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and yeah. Morty is just to put it quickly to just do the if you were to just media pitch it to somebody, it's basically uh, R-rated Futurama, right? Ooh. It's that's what it is. It, it it in my opinion, it filled the hole that Futurama left when Futurama finally ended. And Unfortunately, though, it was it was a really yeah sweet, no yeah but sweet end, you, you you needed you needed that that you know geek or nerd itch you know uh, nerd itch uh, scratched and for me Rick and Morty does that very well it it came out last year um, its first season came out last year and and every episode was brilliant it was just so well done so smart and it's based off of uh, to get an internet um, animated short called Doc and Marty. If, when you watch Rick and Marty, you immediately see simple comparison to the two characters from Back to the Future. Right, right. Right, Marty McFly and uh, Doc. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, generally the same premise if you just carry that to the end degree. So, where the main character, Rick Sanchez, um, voice, oh, by the way, they're both voiced by uh, the creator of the show, Justin Roiland. Okay. And the, the show is, it's, as I said, it's very, very funny. It does um, covers all the like the all the science sci-fi stuff, multiple universes and and parallel realities and that kind of stuff. It does that quite well. Um, Rick constantly, you know, drives around in space. He they, they they cover pretty much every every concept in sci-fi that he could cover. And then on top of that, they put a lot of dark, um, dark, really raunchy kind of nihilistic kind of humor in it as well. And yeah, I totally recommend the show. It's very, very smart. Um, the first season was a really, it just came out like a big hit for me. Um, I, it just, it just has a fast, fast flowing movement, moving with it. And not only you have a lot of, um, sci-fi references and, and geek humor in it, you also have a lot of comic book references in it as well. General, general geek humor. And as I said, the writing is on point. Um, one of the big, big, but the big attraction for me with the show was, um, this guy, Justin Harmon. Justin Hammond, remind me who's the creator Hammond. of uh, Community. I don't know if I, I probably get get the name wrong there. Um, Hammond, Dan Hammond, Hammond, sorry. Yeah. Think Dan Hammond, Hammond. Right, yeah. I think he did the. the it, oh my gosh! You know, somebody will just Google it and correct me immediately online. Is he, is either he created it or yeah? He was he was he's one of the head writers for Rick and Morty, but he did a uh, Community as well. Yeah, and it has a lot of what makes all right. So the big big sending off point for Rick and Morty is that it's very very meta, right. very very much like Community. Very meta. 
it, they, you know, they, they, these people almost pride themselves on subverting tropes. So you expect the story to go one way and then they'll just switch it up on you and make it and make it really, really work. Right. And the show really shines. That's the real shine of the show as well. It it does that very, very well. I totally recommend the show to people. Um, the second season recently started. Well, yeah, the second season yeah, recently yeah, started, I think, this Sunday from the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, Sunday's today. We the second episode will play out well after the recording. So, but the thing is, the second episode leaked online already. I, you know, a little bit of guilty. I went and watched it already. Ah, um, you but you. last week, <laughs> last week, the first episode played out, and that first episode was so well done. It's so clever um, because it 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 ran way on the screen itself. They had like multiple realities playing out, and they made this big show. Because Cat referenced it about uncertainty. Uh, what, and, what reference is that? Uh, quantum uncertainty. If you you cannot observe something. And measure it at the same time on the on the quantum level, All right. and it is a big it's a big sci- science thing. And they had like a bunch of cats like, in this alternate version of reality because they were they were stuck outside of time, and this was because of the events of the end of season one. Okay. So they they, they apparently fr- like Rick is this super genius scientist basically. Right. He, he basically had the analogy to him is like um similar to Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. He's like a raunchy version of that. And he's incredibly brilliant and a super genius at everything. He solves these problems immediately. And then he just, he tracks around. And the end of the first season had them freezing time to solve a problem. And the, I think the season pretty much ends at that. And then it starts back at, at that. And But what happens is that they got bumped out of time. So you had, I mean, it's really, go watch it yourself because it's really, really trippy. So they had like, you, you see the screen itself split, but you see an alternate realities playing itself out with slight alterations now. Right. And so they show Morty doing something slightly different and uh, Morty's sister, she doing something a little different as well. And it it's really, really clever. It's really difficult to follow. It's very convoluted, but it really worked quite well. Um, the show, as I say, the show is, it's a very smart show. Um, but it's, it's not, um, it, I'll say, what, however, it's, it, on an emotional level, it's not particularly like well-driven. Overall, because it just does like some like high level stuff, but it's mostly because of the science stuff and the, mm-hmm. the existential stuff. So it has a kind of lazy nihilism to it. But for the most part, that's the only small critique, and that's like a nitpick. Um, the humor is very funny. Nick, I'm uh, sorry, Rick, Rick's character always um, like burps or belches for some reason, and I, I don't know if that was ever explained in the story. And <laughs> okay. it it has all these great references, great jokes in it. And yeah, I totally recommend Rick and Morty. Go see it. Uh, the second show I'd like to talk uh, about uh, is be, before I get there though I yeah. have to stop doing this but um, one question though like for somebody like me who haven't seen Rick and Morty right mm-hmm. um, do I need to know all the, the science scientific stuff um, about it or is it just you know, like well, just go in is, casually and just like no no yeah it? no the show it, it is engaging in that way because they have like a bunch of like really again raunchy humor does that well especially Rick's character who well he'll, he'll have a lot of science stuff but he it, much like with Futurama, it has a lot of simple humor. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of need to know, like, this reference or this joke or this science to really, concept to really or whatever it is. Yeah, so to f- I'll admit, yeah, to fully appreciate it, you kind of have to know, you know, some scientific concept. You don't have to actually be a physicist. I'm not one. But you need to kind of see the, the concepts and the, the ideas. And they have a lot of great gender stuff. They have a lot of great, like, other ideas. All these, these you know, general concepts they'll do. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, uh, it's just you'll just enjoy. It. You don't have to be a scientist to enjoy it. But again, it is more in line with Futurama in that way. So they do, do a lot of great humor, a lot of great ideas, and carry it to that extreme. They also make like um, references to other characters and cartoons. So apparently, and I found this out recently, 
there is a crossover to the much more PG um, Cartoon Network show, Gravity Falls. And Gravity Falls is, in my opinion, really, really um, smart science stuff and for kids. And there's a reference to Gravity Falls, but it's a really small reference and you'll have to look for it. And I didn't even know it existed, but apparently it's like one of the characters um, chuck some stuff through a portal and you mm. see it come through the portal in an episode of Rick and Morty. So, oh, like, serious? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's a real small reference, but you can find it. Um, and the thing is, admittedly, I don't watch Gravity Falls. Um, so I, I have haven't even heard of Gravity Falls until. No, it's a it's a great show. Uh, okay. it, but it's, it's for kids. It's a much younger audience. Definitely not you know not like Rick and Morty, not as raunchy and and, and no, risky no, no. as that show. No. Um, but it is in the same vein of of you know appreciation of science for kids, and um, they do a lot of references to. It's not. I don't think it's a. It's little little knocks and little subtext against like shows like Adventure Time. You see little references to well, I, I expect to see a, a Steven Universe. Um, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be hilarious because be I, I really like um, Steven Universe. I really like Adventure Time, and I really like um, Gravity Falls. And so you know, it's for the adults only kids, and you to see the little crossovers. And you know, it's it's really just just that whole adult animation working really really well. It is, in my opinion, one of the best shows Adult Swim has made in, in years. I'm really really glad to see Dan Harmon and, and Justin Roiland on this. Roiland is brilliant. His voice work is brilliant. His writing is brilliant. The writing team is good. They have great voice actors behind it. They have uh, I think Chris Parnell does the dad, who's one of the Morty's dad is one of the funniest characters in the series. Um, <laughs> right. I think, um, what's her name? Sarah Clark. She used to be um, in Scrubs. Okay. Was he the other, well, uh, what was her name? Elliot. Yeah, so I think she's the voice for, for the mother. Um, as I say, Roiland, and, Roiland does the both voices for Morty and Rick. And I can't remember who does Morty's sister, Summer. I forget who's the voice actress. Um, but it, it's a great voice work. Um, really good animation, really good concepts, and yeah, I totally recommend Rick and Morty. Um, right. well, what, what about the the the, the, um, the next show now? Uh, right, Bojack, yeah. So to, yeah. just to cut into the next show, mm-hmm. the other show is not comparable. It's a very different beast entirely. It's a show that came out last year called BoJack Horseman, and here's the thing: this show really caught me off guard because, I, unfortunately, when I so when I when the show when I heard about the show, um, I poisoned the well for myself. Unfortunately, and I went and go on Metacritic. And I saw the score of the show at, at about 60 or something like that. It was a very, very low score. Oh. So yeah. people were like, well, the thing is, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of, um, oh gosh, yeah, his name slipping. He, did, he played Job on Arrested Development. Uh, um, not Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah. Arnett. yeah. Right. right. Yeah, Will Arnett. Big fan of that guy. He did, he, did, um, he did a show called, he did a small little series. He had a small series before this. And I was like, well, I wonder what Will Arnett doing, you know. And he coming off the heels of season four in Arrested Development. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, new show. Let's take it in. And I, the first the first episode or so was quite mediocre. It wasn't funny at all. It was kind of clever. It had its moment. And it's, it's this very strange, surrealistic world where it's modern day Hollywood. But you have like animals and humans living together and all of them are sentient. Mm-hmm. So it's this really, really bizarre world. And so I was like, all right, it was just animals and humans living cohabitating. So, all right, cool. It, it kind of funny. They have like little strange stuff like, you know, well, since everybody's sentient, apparently it's not really bestiality. So all the characters, like Bojack is this old television star who... Who has he, a horse's head? Because I, I saw... Yeah, he's like a man. Like he, well, everybody looks like humans, but they, 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 they look like animals as well. But, so, but the, the basic premise of it is that it's this guy who's this old television star back in the 90s. And he's this kind of washed-up star, a la Charlie, Charlie Sheen. 
where <laughs> he's in a mess and he just living off his money and he just like kind of a loser not really doing anything um and as i said earlier with with um with the show it was quite mediocre the first few episodes mm-hmm. then i take it on and I saw, as I said, well, you know, I totally understand why it has this 60% on, on, on Metacritic. It's not that great. It's not that funny. It's kind of okay. Yeah, okay. Mediocre. Yeah. And then something happened in season two. And then no, you were like, wow. it's the middle of season one. Oh. Apparently, it was judged only on the first five episodes. And that is what, like, threw off everybody. So, the first five episodes, yeah, is quite mediocre. And I, I, again, it's a show that only had 13 episodes for the first season. So, I was like, all right, let me just watch it out. And then in the middle of second, first season, sorry, uh... They do something really awesome with, with Bojack's friend, and it was really deep. And then you start to learn about what the show is really about. It does the idea of depression very well. It is really? a very, very, very powerful show from an emotionally intelligent aspect. And then they get to the end of season one, and my gosh, it hits some seriously harsh emotional gut punches. It is, it is. Think of it as like a, a very depressing song, but done in a upbeat melody, because it, it is a very funny show. They have a lot of great animal puns in it. Um, the characters' names and the car- and it has some great voice acting. Right. Um, so we'll add voices. Um, voices. The main character, the titular character, uh, Bojack Horseman. Um, I think the girl who play Annie from um, Community. Oh, her. Yeah. yeah um, she does. Name she does. Me right now. Yeah, yeah. She, it's slipping my right now. It's the sad part. I need a list in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> but she she does the voice for the the side character that comes in. She she was like to write for it. Um, who's the guy who does um, from Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston. No, side no. guy. Uh, Jesse Pinkman's character. Uh, Always saying bitch for some reason. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, I'm I'm forgetting names too. I don't yeah, know. yeah. He <laughs> does the voice for, the, for another side character who's Bojack's friend. Oh He's, right, right, right. I actually remember that um, he, he right like right after Breaking Bad season five ended. Yeah. He said that he was going. He he was going to to be involved in this um in this yeah. show. So yeah, uh, I remember that. He plays this loser character. He's a, he's a he's a, just this total bum who's bum on Bojack's couch more or less. I mean, he's a great side character. Um, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah, Aaron Paul. Right. Now I remember his name. Right. Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron, he plays Aaron, the right. side character. Great, great, funny character. Um, Todd. Right. And he's always like depre- de- deprecated by Bojack. Shut up, Todd. Um, the then they have I think Amy Sedaris. She does a, <laughs> a character called um, Princess. Oh. You know, really slipping my right now, you know. Like, really horrible. Right, right notes, but before yeah, they, you do it, right No, no, the sad part is I get put on the spot now, so. Uh, no problem. Yeah, man. no, um, Princess Caroline. Yeah, she mm-hmm. plays that character who's like a cat, but she's Bojack's agent. And since Bojack is the most loser character, she's constantly trying to bat for Bojack to keep him on board in the, in the agency, you know, mm-hmm. in the talent agency, essentially. Yeah, she's voiced by Amy Sedaris. Um, I'm a big fan of Amy Sedaris. She did a show called, there was an sh- old show that on Comedy Central called Strangers Candy. She I've did choose the main character in that, and that show was hilarious. Yeah, that's the first time I saw Stephen Colbert because he played one of the teachers in the show. Um, right. Great voice work. They have a lot of great, great people. They have like Keith Olbermann make um, make cameos. They have a lot of great. They had, I think, they had um, this guy Daniel Radcliffe made a made a cameo this season in second season. Okay, but the show, the wow. real, <laughs> the real strength of the show is it's incredibly cynical, um, but it works. It's not it's not a, a, a lazy cynicism. But it does a lot of classic humor at once. And as I say, it's, it's like a dark song with a very happy melody. Yeah. It's like um, 99 Lofter Balloons. Anyone knows like what that song is actually about? Ask your parents. Huh? 
Ask your parents. I know this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Ask about the song is about nuclear nuclear um annihilation. Yeah. Yeah, it's like super like it, it sounds like the happiest. Yeah, the exactly. Cheesiest. It's same, but it's, it's the same thing with Bojack. You know? It does. Yeah. It does. It handles the what it does very very realistically. I think it it handles depression, and it, the show you realize has a lot of layers to it. It's very 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 emotionally smart it's it's i want i won't say it's deep in the sense of like philosophically deep or anything like that but it does emotions very well like how bojack handles depression um you you another thing they do very cleverly with the editing is that they handle time very strangely because one of the big things with with depression is that it it uh it it when you're very depressed it messes up your your sense of time like time keep, keeps going on so you're not sure you, you think a little bit of time passing and realize that you lose a lot of time in your life. Right. And it, in terms of your whole progress of life. And it, it's reminiscent of um, one of my favorite movies, um, Sinek, The Key New York, with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. That show had the same kind of themes to it. I'm not sure if it was if um, the creator of the show was um, influenced by that show, but it, it had a similar premise of interfering with time. Like, if you watch the Sinek, the, the Key New York, the opening sequence... It's very, very strange and janky with respect to time. He's like, wait, didn't they say it was this date? But then when you look on the newspaper, it's this date. So you realize that he just playing out the same day over and over and he just have it running as one day now. Right. Or just one morning. It's just his, his routine in the morning in breakfast. Or just getting up, not realizing that he's been doing this for like months on end. Um, Bojack has a really similar premise in terms of how time passes. So you, you, It's very difficult to follow how time passes. And you realize how depressed... How he handles depression and how he deals with it. It's a very, very, very good show. Though. It's very well written. And season two has a very high score on Metacritic and it totally deserves it because season two, even season one had great emotional gut punches. Season two, oh my gosh, they do such a good job with that. I don't want to spoil it. Please All so, the episodes is out. I, I totally it. recommend it. You, you should have Netflix or whatever it is. I don't want to encourage you piracy, but you should see it as much as you do it. Um, I have Netflix. So go watch it. Totally recommend the show. Um... So those are the two shows I really, really recommend for anybody who hasn't seen it by now. Season two recently started for both shows. Um, with in the case of Netflix, you could go watch it out. Um, one time, all thirteen episodes, a lot of emotional strength in that. And then um, Rick and Morty just started, so it's on season. Well, at the time of the, you're hearing this, more than likely episode two should be out by then on Adult Swim. Totally recommend these shows. Go see Rick and Morty and BoJack Horseman. All right, I yeah. will. I will definitely check out those those shows because I've always been meaning to, to check them out. Yeah, like um, the Bojack, for example. Like I, I mean, I do my, I do my homework. You know, I do my homework. So like right now, um, there are a few lists online about best TV shows of the year, and I always seem to uh, Bojack always seems to to be popping up. Right, I'm like wow, you know, for for animated film that nobody knows about. It's 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 it's, it's so, getting a lot of great you know reviews, yeah the season two the, the season two was really good though because again when you what what Bojack does very well is that it has a great sense of continuity yeah right yeah it builds that world quite well it, even though yeah it's janky with respect to time management it does continuity very well so if you follow like this little thing and then if you realize what the ramifications of that thing is it actually makes it that much more tragic. Uh, so again, it's, it's and it's a show that totally deserves rewatching. It has a lot of layers. That I really recommend the show. A lot of people who disparage the show, and my, I don't think they they watch the show in its full detail. I really recommend the show. Maybe maybe they just kind of get turned off by how bizarre it looks. I guess. Yeah, but, no, it's I mean, a bizarre it's, show. It's, it's, it's bizarre it's, it's in the sense of <laughs> how the animals re- like they do a whole really funny thing where you see characters, you see chickens in the world, but yet you see characters eating chicken. 
<laughs> so it's a little, little weird stuff like that. But then in season two, they explain it. They fully explain why you would have chickens and, and then why it is you'll eat chicken. And, so it, and it makes it so much twisted and strange. Okay, okay. But then it does a lot of great, and it also does, does a lot of great classic humor as well. Like um, they do, a, like they had a whole bit in um, season two where they did this whole like a uh, uh, Abaddon Costello style who's on first bit, right. totally classic comedy bit, you know. But it it, it they do it really really well. You'll know it when you see it. Um, don't want to spoil it for you. Just you'll know Please it when, immediately when you see it. It's very very funny. All right. Well, yeah, like 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 I was saying. Well, just based off of what you told me, yeah, this sound like some some damn solid. Quality entertainment. Yeah. So I'm going to check those out. Yeah, no, I totally recommend it. Yeah.